0: Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 296, recorded today, September 10th, 2020. On tonight's episode, we discuss the surprise announcement of Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, physical rewards are coming back to my Nintendo, sort of, breakdown of Ubisoft forward, and special, special guest, Zachary Ryan from IGN and NVC. Jesse, do the music.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here, and your listen is in the t- to Nintendo Dads. It's September the 10th, 2020, and, man, do we have a show for you tonight. It's episode 296, and joining me on the show tonight is Let's just go around the horn and introduce everybody. Justin Masson, how are you doing tonight,
0: buddy? Man, I am doing great today. It's been a, a blissful week of Nintendo news, which I am excited about. And I have got a fella here whose mustache is supreme uh, that I'm always excited to speak to, Mr. Zach. I'm almost embarrassed. I shaved mine a couple months ago. I should have kept it in preparation for this.
1: Hmm. You yeah. are. Yeah. Like now you're fu- You're f- like there's four out of five of us. Yeah. With exquisite facial hair, and you have nothing.
0: My wife hates facial hair; it's just bad. Yeah, there was a whole protest for the entire month that I had that mustache. Uh, it was it was not good. I'm not good. It's just it was a bad situation for me, gentlemen. It was a bad situation for me. Well, also
2: joining us tonight, Jesse Waldack. How are you, buddy? Pretty good. There was protests when I shaved. So well, that's fair. So. I remember when you shaved. <laughs> yeah. but you had to. Yeah, because I had surgery going on over on this side of my face. And then ever since, I've grown this out. So this is almost a year of growth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was the quickest GoFundMe page I've ever seen fulfilled to get your beard (laughs) back. It was incredible. Speaking of face,
1: uh, and this is totally an aside, you just saying that my father-in-law got hit in the face yesterday with a golf ball. Oh, Uh, (laughs) jeez. It, it it like it has the 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 thing it has the marks. On his face. <laughs> the ripples. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, like at first I was concerned, and then he laughed about it, so I laughed, and then he slapped me, and it was all good. <laughs>
0: Sorry, hold on a second. Hold on.
1: Did you hit him with the golf ball? I did not. I don't play golf. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so why did he slap you? Then. Uh, I, no, that was just. He did. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. He's just, he's kind of like a burly mountain man, and that would be something that he would do. Got Speaking you. of burly mountain man, Tim off
3: from up north. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I don't have the mustache, but I think I've got the beard going. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's coming together here. So, I got to have it. I'm getting it ready for the winter here in Michigan. So, <laughs> but awesome. I'm doing great. And uh, even though it was the first you know, really hefty work day for my son for school, you know, it's still pretty good.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Also as Justin has already mentioned and joining us on the show tonight from IGN and the Nintendo voice chat podcast, Zachary Ryan, we are so excited to have you here. How are you? I'm doing
4: great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. Yes. This is is cool. Awesome. Thank you.
0: Appreciate it. We're looking forward to the dad jokes. Let them okay, fly yeah. here very comfortably, right?
4: Damn! Now you're putting me on the spot because I know it's. Oof, you but that's the thing gut. about dad jokes—they
2: just the good ones are the yeah, ones who yeah. yeah. just come to you. And that's, you right. Don't, that's right. You don't. You can't plan those ahead.
0: Right. We, we were a little disappointed you didn't bring Brian as your small son, but I mean, you know, that's that happens too. You know, Brian, I, so. I put
4: in. I put in an honest inquiry, and he was just too busy this evening. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: Well, hopefully, again, uh, you know, and, and for those of you that know, Zach is obviously in the Bay Area. Hopefully, things are going okay there for you. Uh, we know it looked like it looked like the final boss level in Breath of the Wild recently, so hopefully yeah, uh, yeah. that gets better we're, for
4: you. We were talking about it a little bit before the show starts, but um, you know, we San Francisco has the uh, distinct pleasure of being in the middle of like four different mega fires happening right now. So the whole city the last few days has been really smoky and yesterday was like a really weird apocalypse looking orange sun you know all day like it was it was wild but yeah we're doing all right now or at least a little bit better
0: yeah until the next apocalypse happens yeah seriously yeah i mean
1: until like the next thing that 2020 brings out yeah what what, what's october
3: was check october off on your bingo card Mm-hmm. I I actually have a theory as why all this is happening, and it comes up later in a question for Zachary. Okay.
4: Oh, okay. Well, right. there you go. Well, guys, we've got we a call ton that fo- for- we call that foreshadowing. And I the know, air. right? Stay <laughs> tuned for the entire ninety
0: minute episode. To find out why. Uh, we've got
1: a ton to talk about tonight, so why don't we just go ahead and jump straight into the news, shall we? Do it. <laughs> And if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that our news is brought to us each and every week by you fine folks over at patreon.com backslash Dads, where you can jump into our community for just a dollar a month and be a part of our discord and be a part of all kinds of shenanigans and other fun, awesome, wonderful, and yes, even sometimes risque things that are happening <laughs> over there. Uh, and so we want to welcome our brand newest patrons of the show, Esten Huff, and Joe, we want to thank you guys for jumping in over there on patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. You can join them as well. Just head over to that website and you can see all of our tiers and all of our information. And uh just do it. Just we won't we won't drag it out. Just just go. Just go. The the good.
0: writers that like guests like Zach have for us, you know, he only wanted purple MMs, right? From a small which is tough island. because
4: because purple <laughs> MMs don't exist. So I know, which is even yeah. tougher, we're for around us, right?
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, to be able to send that to him to fund him, I mean, it's tough, guys, so head over to Patreon. I really appreciate it, though.
4: You're welcome.
2: They're in the mail.
1: Well, guys, this week has brought us uh, uh, just a a big load of news, and I, you know, like, I'm gonna say this, like, the last couple weeks, as far as Nintendo news has just been positively uplifting. It's been great. We've had the Mario 35th, we've had um, this announcement this week of uh, Age of Calamity, uh, Hyrule Warriors, (laughs) And just off topic here, even this week, I don't know if you guys saw this. 2020 gave us the, the return of Rick Moranis to acting. Oh, I saw that. that. Yes. Yep. Did, did you guys see that? He's in a commercial with Ryan Reynolds. It's hilarious. Ryan Reynolds uh, Canadian. Wonderful. Welcome, only man. only Ryan Reynolds <laughs> can pull that off. Um, but anyway, that was it was just this week, you know, like, yeah, there's bad news, but there's some good stuff, too. And we want to just get right into that. Um, Nintendo lately has just been dropping stuff. We know that. You know, it's just like, hey, it's here. Uh, And so this week, we got our first look at the prequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild called Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. It was announced via a tweet, a YouTube video, and a press release. Uh, It is a prequel to Breath of the Wild 100 years before that's basically going to show all of your favorite characters from Breath of the Wild dying horrible deaths. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah, You're so, going to have to play that Actually, let me let me rewind that Three lovable characters from Breath of the Wild And oh, Ravali Also dies oh, uh, oh, Which I will fired. enjoy that moment Because shot's he fired. is a jerk uh, We're going to get more info on this On September 26th But we know for sure right now it releases on November 20th Pre-order is now available uh, And they did mention during the video That the sequel to Breath of the Wild is still in development. Saying we will have to wait just a little bit longer for that.
4: Yeah, uh, can we talk a little bit about how that video uh, went down? Because absolutely, the you know Nintendo America, Nintendo official Twitter accounts tweet out this video of Alnuma, and uh, he starts by saying, uh, you know, we we know that fans have been looking forward to uh, information about Breath of the Wild two for a very long time. And anyway, here's Hyrule Warriors.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. It's classic bait and switch, right? Like,
3: oh. Yeah. It's like he's taking yeah.
2: lessons from Sakurai. Absolutely.
3: Yep. It's exactly. kind of a troll
1: moment. Zach, uh, how does this game land with you? Do you are you excited about this? Uh, and maybe a better question would be, did you enjoy the first, did you enjoy Hyrule
4: Warriors? Yeah. And are you looking forward to, to Age of Calamity? Well, you've caught me at sort of an interesting moment here because we, we talked a lot about Hyrule Warriors on this week's episode of Nintendo voice chat, uh, at IGN. And, um, I've just recently that, that episode posted today. And I just recently looked at the comments section uh, on our YouTube channel there and people are pissed that we are not very into this game. And, you know, I, I did not play the first Hy- Hyrule Warriors. I'm not. Well, not much of it anyway. I I played uh, a little bit of that, and I played a little bit of the Fire Emblem Warriors game as well. Um, But Musou games have just never been my forte. Um, And so I was, you know, I'm 50-50 on this game. I don't care really about the Musou aspect of it, but I really like the idea that it's revisiting the world from Breath of the Wild. And I think it's Mm. really, really cool that they're working in such close collaboration with Nintendo to tell... Uh, more of that story. So that part, I think, is very cool, and I'll probably play it just to see those cinematics, those cutscenes, things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I would say my my reception of this news was pretty lukewarm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually very much with you on that as as well, Zach. The 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 Hyrule uh, or the Warrior series does not fancy me at all. Like I don't, yeah, no desire. uh uh-uh. Uh. But the moment I found it was back in you know Breath of the Wilds lore and area that piqued my interest Mm -hmm. um because again i want to know those pieces i want to know that that story there get more depth there but i but i'm more afraid that what i'm going to be is just disappointed that it's not what i want it to be right which is ultimately i just i just want you know i want to be able to say this is this is completely open world right i can go explore i want it to be breath of the wild but it's not like it's it's breath of the wild in a very constricted box probably and i think for me that's that's something that I'm i'm a little bit Kind of you know, to your maybe point lukewarm on it as well.
1: Yeah, I think that you bring up a great point there. That um, maybe people aren't considering is that a lot of Hyrule Warriors the original uh, games missions were very point A to point B, right? Like it's go here, fight seventeen billion moblins, and then fight this Goma, and you're done, and you get a cutscene, and so you're taking a game that was such a revolutionary thing, uh, turned Zelda on its head, all those different things, had this huge open world that people still talk about three years later. And you're basically putting it on rails.
2: almost. Well, I don't think it'll be as strict as the first game because, uh, you know, the first game was pretty much the first Musou hybrid game outside of that, the dynasty warriors. So there's, they're learning things. Uh, I've played Dragon Drinking Quest Heroes 1, not 2. And they did mix up the formula a little bit. And I heard Strikers is completely different. I'm looking forward for that to come out. Uh, but uh, so this can go either way. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking I forward really to playing
3: excited. it. I'm looking forward to it because it is different from Breath of the Wild. And it'll mm. be different and give us a break. And we won't get tired of playing the same formula as when we get ready to play for yeah. the second one, uh, when that comes out.
2: Yeah. I'm okay so I'm really for it to forward. be not a Zelda game, but I also don't want it to be a Dynasty Warriors game either. Right. And, like the first I, one I, was I, kind of,
3: oh, I'm wanting them to see them go away from that and doing something new. For me, I love hack and slash games. So this is like on, this is both, I'm going to get hack and slash in a Zelda environment. And get the story of the uh, uh, prequel story for it, and prepare myself for the second one. I'm I'm super elated for this game.
1: Oh, right on! <laughs> that's very cool. So the for me, like I, the, I, I'm with I'm with you, Zach. Like I want the the hundred year story. Like that's that's the main number one reason I'm buying this game. As somebody who owned Hyrule Warriors on Switch and Wii U. Uh I didn't go into all the maps and all the quests and all the things like I just beat it and unlocked all the characters. Yeah, uh right. didn't even
2: really finish it on Switch. I, it. Other, I played yeah. it for the story, not necessarily. I, yeah, the I played gameplay. it for the story on
1: Switch. We got it as a review copy and we I messed around with it as much as I could before something else came down the line. But the other reason I really want to play this and I I like it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think that we were getting a few flashes of actual in-game footage, like gameplay during that, and it looked like it held up pretty well. Mm. And, and I I just as somebody who really loved the whole Breath of the Wild art style, I think it's it's just fantastic. Um, the speculation that I've seen online is that a lot of people were very surprised that this was the prequel. Because I didn't know, I guess I didn't realize this was a very popular line of thinking. But uh, there were quite a few people I saw posting even in the Nintendo Voice Chat group on Facebook that they thought that the Breath of the Wild Two or Breath of the Wild sequel was actually going to be a prequel. Okay, see, I never got that, so I, I'm not sure where seen that came that from. Either.
0: Zach, what do you what do you think of you know a couple of things I'd like to pick your brain about? What do you, what is this September 26th, right? Why are we coming back like on a Saturday? On a Saturday? to have a chat about it like what what's going on there Tokyo Game Show ah there it is thank you okay there that makes more sense now Mm -hmm. I was like Saturday seems like such an odd date yeah
4: that's I'm I'm I don't know the exact dates off the top of my head for TGS but I'd be willing to bet that that's uh right in the middle of Tokyo Game Show
0: also is this enough for Nintendo's holiday game
4: to to be this uh, uh well, so Tokyo Game Show is the 23rd through the 27th. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. that's probably why it's dropping on the 26th. Um uh, I, I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Because yeah. I honestly I'll tell you the truth. Like um I'm pretty surprised by the amount of people on Twitter and in the Facebook forums, etc., like that loved the first Hyrule Warriors. Like I didn't realize that this was like a bigger deal than you know. I, had I thought I,
3: for the 3ds one. I thought, that yeah. Was
4: see, good. I thought it was just like so super niche that that yeah. it just yeah. totally flew underneath yeah. me. I played my the radar. Wii U version.
3: I didn't
2: get 3ds or the Switch version.
4: Yeah. See, I I even forgot there were three different versions of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. I forgot that it came to I forgot that it came to 3ds too. But wasn't the port like really bad? Wasn't it like a pretty bad port? Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was.
3: Yeah, I didn't it, have and, anything to compare it to. So yeah. Uh, see.
4: But, sure. Prior to
1: this. I had speculated that Pokemon Snap may be this year's, you know, holiday game. I don't think that's big enough either, though. Like, But in a year of COVID and in a year of delays, you know, I I guess like my thinking on this is I don't think this would be such a big deal. I still think people would lose their mind because it's Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that this would be such a big deal if this was a normal Nintendo year. This would just be another release. Mm -hmm. But now it's like it's gone from like, hey, it's important because it's got Breath of the Wild to it's really, really important that we put this out this year
4: so that we don't have a gap in our schedule. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I feel like Nintendo's not afraid to have a first party gap. I think, you know, looking back at Mm. at the Wii and the Wii U era is like so far between first party releases. I don't think that. You know, I don't think that they're, they're really afraid of having that gap. I, I'm actually pretty impressed with the amount of first-party offerings that Switch has seen in the three years since its launch. Yeah, uh, Animal just,
2: Crossing alone has outsold three or four other games
4: totally, <laughs> if it was a normal here. Yeah. Year. yeah. <laughs> um, but to answer the original question, like I, I, I still, despite the fact that people are coming out of the woodwork as, as champions of the Hyrule Warriors uh, sequel – like I still don't think it's big enough to to be Nintendo's sort of flagship holiday release. I, I you know I think that's reserved specifically for a Zelda, a Mario, a, a Smash, Pokemon, Smash, yeah. Metroid, you know something like that. Yeah. yeah. And
0: then and then the other the other question before we move on, I think to our, ne- our next topic here is the statement of Breath of the Wild is still in development, right? Mm-hmm. You, you led that you know you led off, and we're like ah nope, you know little switcheroo here. Um, what what are you thinking for? Like, what's your, what's your thought on when that thing's going to show up?
4: Um, I think it's going to... I think that we're going to see an, an up-res, an upgraded Switch uh, probably in the spring yeah. uh, of next year. And I think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be the system seller for that. Like, that'll yeah. be, you know... Th- you'll see an enhanced version of Breath of the Wild 2 for whatever the Switch Pro turns out to be. But, yeah. The, the rumor mill that's generating up behind switch the switch pro now is like two there's two I mean it, the legs are too long for that to not necessarily be the case so yeah, yeah I, I feel pretty good about that i'd be willing to put a hamburger bet on there but Ooh, hamburger
0: bet <laughs> yeah. you speak you're speaking dad language now right yes. Hamburger's all in i, all I in.
4: learned from the best the hamburger bet actually comes from ryan mccaffrey so oh
1: okay <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> start talking hamburgers and we, too, right. we
2: get serious the people in my work like to uh, wager other people's paychecks. So I think the hamburgers are a little bit easier to swallow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we we're not going to go there. The <laughs> only funny if the people are doing that is the HR team who's paying out the paychecks, right? <laughs> I will wager Timothy's bet to, uh, to Zach.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah, nice.
1: Uh, also in the news this week, uh, Nintendo seems to be bringing physical rewards back to my Nintendo. Uh, each of these uh That showed up have to be claimed uh, Selected and claimed separately uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition Phone ring holder uh, Three se- sheets of stickers And a postcard set uh, For Splatoon 2 1,200 platinum coins to order all three uh, And then $5 shipping plus taxes uh, When you place your order um, Here's the deal uh, I don't think it's It's really all that hard To say that my Nintendo here, at least in North America, we've kind of gotten the short end of the stick as far no. as physical.
0: I, I would like to I would like to level that one up. All right. Okay. So in Canada, we don't get any of this. <laughs> Zero. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll check well, this stuff out. I'll tell you what, I will Zero trade you Canada.
1: I'll trade you this for uh national healthcare.
0: I mean, I, that was that was gonna be my counter argument. Same, I was like, yeah. I don't get a Xenoblade key chain chain, but I do get national health care. So I yeah. will simmer down on this one.
1: I'll tell you this. We'll trade you, we'll trade you the the phone ring holder for national health care, and we'll get we'll throw in the, the Splatoon 2 postcard set and the sheets of stickers for uh Trudeau. Uh,
0: that's, fair that's fair
1: trade. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know, we might get those uh Splatoon keychains as well.
0: For you. <laughs> Who knows? Thanks. By that. the way, where are those? Well, I think those those were part of the Mario thirty five. Mm-hmm. So the, here's the Splatfest. So, for example, right. like the t shirts that were available, we're able to get those. Like, so I've already ordered mine; it's already shipped and supposed to be here like pretty soon. So we we were fine there. But the my Nintendo rewards specifically in Canada, uh, the physical items we can't get. They're all the digital. Can, can so. I? can't, I can't you, get I'm it a, either. So don't worry about it.
1: I almost thought about <laughs> buying one of the shirts because I went uh, to the to the site. And yeah. I was looking through the sizes, and I was like, "Nintendo, you got the you got the super fat sizes on here." Sure like, they I do. could yeah. get a shirt. Yeah,
0: they got the like, big kid. They, get, got they got the big kid, kid sizes. They got yeah. the big
1: guy size. Yeah. And I almost ordered one just for that, but then I was like, "I don't have the money." <laughs> <laughs> <Those laughs> it are like thirty bucks. Yeah, they're
0: expensive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, but exactly. I mean, like, is this? I, I mean, like, I think this is cool. But like, what are some other things you think we could see out of this? Or we you would you might like to see out of this, like out of just
4: my Nintendo rewards? Yeah, you know, like
1: the, like the, like a physical reward. Where do they go from here?
4: Man, um, I don't know. I am I, I'm, I'm a sucker for Nintendo merch. As it is, like you so wouldn't do, do know, know that back looking the at my house, But, <laughs> but like back. going to going to the desk at the office, like I just you know it's just covered in Nintendo stuff. I would love, um, you know, my thing is figures. Like I would love. Mm more figures, obviously Amiibo fill a lot of that gap, but they're not free. They don't come to you through, you know, mindset of the world. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that, that some sort of exclusive figures or something would be really cool. I, I really hate that. I, and I'm like you, I've got a whole shelf of Amiibo and Transformers sure. and everything over
1: here in my office. Like I hate that I missed that Luigi's mansion uh, Dark Moon, like yeah. rama set with yeah. with Ultra Pop, and then they had the the physical reward. I think it was like the last thing you could get before they changed it over, which was like the Mario statue. And I missed that too. Uh, man, I would really love to have something like that. Uh, like, let's have some incentive here because obviously, 3DS themes aren't doing it anymore. Right, right, or yeah. maybe even it, like I don't know. Can can I
4: get exclusive access to Mario Thirty Five early through mm. my Nintendo Rewards? That would be cool to put it sort of behind a uh, some sort of Nintendo Rewards wall. Early access to different things, but
3: yeah. 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 Before we as- start asking for more things, what I would like to see is enough things. Mm. Wow! I- fair enough.
0: Well played, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's fair. Because I went, I didn't see this until after, you know, much later. And then when I went to try to go to redeem it, it's out of stock. Sure. And probably won't be back again. And this happened before with, with the club Nintendo stuff where. T- you typical know. Nintendo here. Yeah. Short supply. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Hot and items. I, yeah.
3: I, I think Nintendo has like, I love this idea of
0: the kind of like the mine or the my Nintendo club, you know, the, uh, membership. Of, like, it's an interesting idea. But I don't think I've seen them really execute it really, really well, right? And and one of the ways I, I had thought was interesting that I that I have seen it done. I was um, when I was in Gamescom in two thousand and eighteen, at the My Nintendo thing. If you showed if you showed up at the Nintendo booth and like showed your My Nintendo rewards thing on your phone, then they scanned it. You actually got like swag there, like you actually got a lanyard and I think something else. And I thought that was really interesting. Right again, but I mean, there's very specialized events you could do that for, and I think they've talked about tying that into the Universal Studios locations when they open up as well. So I think Mm -hmm. I think like they have this platform, they have this kind of free membership, but I don't, but I never really feel like they really lean into it the way that they probably could and really make it feel like, no, that is something really kind of cool, that is something kind of special. Um, It just feels like it's a it's a half of an idea that never became fully baked.
1: Yeah. Like, I I feel like it's kind of like something they do because they feel like they have to, but they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, we used to have this really cool club Nintendo. uh, Oops.
4: (laughs) What do we do now?
1: (laughs) Uh, Just give them some themes. Yeah. Uh, Or some stuff they can download
3: on their computer. I don't know. Which themes would be cool? Switch themes would be cool. That's Switch. a
1: whole other discussion for a whole. Yeah.
3: Day. <laughs> Zach, the, the, uh, yeah, I'll sit in that pocket
0: for a second. Zach, would you want like Switch themes? Would you want like Breath of the Wild themes?
4: Um, yeah, the ability to to look the Switch interface, the Switch UI is not great, and just like the mm-hmm. ability to customize it and make it a little bit more personal, I think would be good. I mean, I, look, I love black and white; they're both great colors. Add mm-hmm, a gray. Yeah, it would be cool if there was, you know something else to put back there after three years so right. um, yeah I would I would mess with switch themes for sure I think like I'm like at this point like a Mario 35 35 that'd be so cool That'd is, be super uh, cool. No-brainer. and um, they could probably make them limited edition themes right like there you go like I'll everything else yeah well
0: they were doing that they had a wonderful uh like background during the announcement that was like gray and they had like it was like a perfect background. I was like, where is yep. that? Like that should be
2: Yeah.
0: And they and they did the and everyone's like, the eShops updated. You're like, Well the eShop's updated maybe no, nope, still black and white. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but it was it was
2: eShop's just basically a web page, so they can change that on the service side without an update.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but just like Zelda, my hopes were high and then got dashed so quickly. A little bait and switch.
1: Well, let's uh let's talk just a minute about the Ubisoft uh forward event today because there were a few games announced for Switch. Uh, we got to see another look at Gods and Monsters, which by now almost all of us know is titled Immortals Phoenix Rising. Mm-hmm. We all uh,
0: just still continue to call it Gods and Monsters and agree yeah, that that's a much name. better name.
4: This
1: no, is not uh, a good name.
0: Zach, what do you think?
4: Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's a bad name. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> think Immortal they had. Phoenix Rising it, is a, is a bad name, but I think that Gods and Monsters is probably way way too hard to secure some sort of copyright. Yeah, or, that's what know, I think it it's is. It's been used so many times in so many different capacities that I think that they they got you know into legal issues probably behind the scenes. But my my wife
1: is like she reads young adult fiction just because like she can read like a book in a day. It's uh-huh. this sounds like something she reads. Totally. Like, what you read? <laughs> hun? Uh, Immortals:
2: Phoenix Rising, <laughs> spelled with an F and a Y. So, yeah, right. yeah.
0: Mm, I don't. Like I it, thought. But. I thought this looked great. Yeah. Yeah. This game uh, looks
4: like it. Yeah. This game looks like yeah, it kicks ass. A Great yeah. trailer. <laughs> yeah. I
0: was. I was originally going to down some money on um, Hyrule Warriors for November. Nope. Those funds are getting allocated to early December.
1: So this 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 is coming to Switch at the same day and date, correct? Mm-hmm. December third, twenty twenty.
0: Yes, December 3rd, 2020. That's,
1: I love that. I love it when a company will actually get behind a game and be like, yeah, it's coming out for Switch same day.
0: Let's just stop right, right there. As of right now, as of right now, yeah. it is it is scheduled for that. Doom There's Eternal no said the no.
4: same thing at the first. Yeah. yeah. Else.
0: So <laughs> did Outer, Outer Worlds, and that mm-hmm. took uh, nine oh. months later and a horrible point. We still
4: don't have Doom Eternal.
0: Yeah, and
1: we they, still they don't they have you.
3: Doom
0: Eternal, and
1: yeah. no more heroes got uh, delayed this week to so. Halloween. Yeah.
3: Halloween for Doom Eternal.
1: Uh, Yes, Sam prediction Uh, also shown off during this uh, and we may need to delve into this one just a little bit more Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake uh, was shown off and not mentioned for the Switch but according to the website it is coming to the Switch January 21st for most systems (laughs) so erase what we just said about gods and monsters or immortals Uh, it's coming to Switch later later yeah
0: yeah, later. That's yeah. Always that's later. that's a weird Zach. What do you think of, of Prince Persia?
4: I think Sands of Time is one of the best three D platformers ever made. Uh, like that that game, I played it a dozen times when you know when I was a kid, um, and I played it on my GameCube actually. But um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see uh, them revisit that series. I you know like I, I like that that they're kind of keeping it in the back of their mind maybe, um, but. This trailer didn't really do much for me. I honestly I didn't think it looked great um just visually. Um, but you know, like I said, the the, the platforming in that game is second to none. So um I, I'll probably check it out just because I really loved that game as a kid.
1: This is a game that I missed somehow mm-hmm. back. Oh, really? Then. Yeah. And like I know that it has a super passionate fan base, like especially like you're saying, being an incredible platformer. I'm going to have to check it out
2: if, if and when it does come to the Switch. Which, I'll be I mean, interested it,
4: to see if it holds up, how it holds up, you know, like it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah.
2: I played the original on PS2. I plan on getting this this on Switch when it comes out. And also speaking of revisiting, I love this. Oh my, like, I can't
1: like this enough. Yeah, I it's saw Scott your tweet when you found out. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, is coming to Switch. Holiday 2020 with all the DLC. How many of y'all have played this game?
2: I, I, I played it okay. a little bit. I didn't finish it, but, okay. I, played, but I did uh, buy it on PS3. I don't care. There's, like,
0: lore around it, right? Of like Oh, it being my old, gosh. like Because like, the internet seemed to collectively lose their mind on it. Oh, yeah. This. Well, like, I, here's why. I,
2: I, well, let's put it this way. I read the
1: books, so... Uh, here's why. Uh, <laughs> the comic series is amazing. I love the yeah. movie. Uh, but this game is uh, like a spiritual rebirth of River City Ransom. Mm -hmm. And it has an absolutely amazing soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Plus it's four player, uh, which lends itself so well to couch Uh, co-op. Like this is so, so right for the Switch. And I love this game. Um, I I think one of the reasons that people are so excited about was it was digital only back when... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe it did get a physical disc release at some point, but uh, like for a long time it was it, yeah, was. it
2: was. I think it was very limited.
1: Yeah, very limited. It was digital only, and then like that generation of consoles went away, and it went away.
4: <laughs> yeah, getting got like, delisted. It, you could not get it anymore. Yeah, it was unavailable. Yeah, for a long and time. So
1: for this to come back is a huge thing. Um, I love that it's. Well, I love that I'm going to be able to play this on the Switch. Yes. Uh, it is a riot. It's so much fun. It's hard as balls. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it's it's so <laughs> difficult. Like even on easy settings, it is it is not a joke. But that's probably make, why I didn't play it as much. <laughs> you need like it's definitely play it with people, right? Yeah. Like I mean, you can beat it by yourself if you're really good. But
2: yeah, uh, that's good. that's why why I didn't get far in it because but back then my kids were only six, seven eight years old. So they, mm-hmm. but now they're older, they probably would get yeah. Older.
0: I know. Big, I know, Marty. You so.
2: mentioned
0: you, Marty. You mentioned a uh, couch co-op, uh, kid-appropriate couch co-op. Uh,
1: in a way, I, I would say. I mean, I think that there's like, I don't know. That I would let my kids watch the movie right now. Okay. Uh, but it would probably like when Jesse said, like as they get older would probably do that. Um. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The young, the, the young young kids,
2: not there. because of content, but because of they would give up after five minutes yeah sure. okay yeah. yeah
1: i mean uh probably be something that we'll fiddle around with as you know as a family or whatever just like we do death squared or s- and stuff like boomerang food and stuff like that but yeah yeah I, I'm zach, to play with friends.
4: What you, zach what are your thoughts on this one on what i'm sorry uh, sorry
0: what's your, what's your thoughts on scott pilgrim or yeah that game was?
4: kicks ass um yeah. <laughs> like, you know I echo everything marty said it's a super difficult brawler but has such a killer soundtrack um, I was pretty excited to see this make a return, too, because you know, it's been unavailable for so long. Um, and I think there was some legality uh, issues. I should say I, I worked for Ubisoft for six months, but I didn't know anything about any sort of Scott Pilgrim <laughs> re-release. So, uh, But, yeah, I, I believe that I heard before that time that there was some kind of legality thing around why it had to go away. Was um, the,
1: the license expired.
4: That's according yeah. to the Google machine. There it is. Yeah. Well, the Google show. So, yeah, always so re- right. So they've re that license. So.
1: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, Brian O'Malley, I think is the guy who wrote the book. He tweeted mm-hmm. about a month ago. He's like, I've been in contact with Ubisoft. Oh, okay. And that was that. <laughs> That's cool. And so, like, you know, I everybody was that. flipping out about that. And they okay. didn't think it was coming so soon. Like, I thought it would be like 2021 if it happens at all. And mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
1: it, probably they'd been working on it already. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's <laughs> and who
2: knows? I think I mentioned uh, it a few uh, a few months ago, but there ha- there's a board game coming out in October. Whoa. It's you know it's like a hundred dollars, but uh I- I'm i picking it up and I'll. I'll, I'll
1: Is I'll that go. the name of that? Is is it Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Board Game?
2: I don't remember. I think that's what it is. <laughs>
1: that's really good. But uh, when,
2: when, when I get it, I'll probably do make I may do a video of a playthrough on it and show Please. it to you. Because I need to see that, I'm not gonna pay 100 bucks for it. Uh,
0: I wanted to, I wanted to, maybe, to maybe ask you just before we, before we head off of this, uh, Zach, on a day like this, you know, kind of putting on the IGN hat there, what does a day like Ubisoft forward look like for IGN? Like, how does? Because obviously, there's a lot of announced, a lot of information goes through. You want to be in on the edge of that, and we had a little bit of a chat during the the pre show here. But like, what is Because this, 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 just as a enthusiast site, is a busy day for us. But I'm sure as a <laughs> As a professional team, there's a lot that goes on there. Can you are you able to provide some insight to that, or is that yeah?
4: So so we get uh, you know we get the word from Ubisoft uh, just like hey we, we're planning a live stream event on this date um, it, you know it'll run from these times and basically at this point we we've taken our typical E3 approach to these kind of events where we have separate teams that cover different aspects of, you know, the, these sort of events. So we have a clip outs team that is uh, monitoring the stream and clipping out trailers and then sending over those over to our uh, direct video and syndication teams um, who are handling all of our publication info and getting those published on the website and YouTube. Um, and then of course we have our news team, uh, who are spinning news stories out as stuff hits, um, going back through and fact-checking everything, um, and then typically what happens, you know, a day or so after these kind of events is like we'll have a meeting where we get together with our features team and take a look at um, the games that came out, the information that we got, and say like, is there any sort of uh, evergreen feature or look back, look forward kind of thing that we want to? take a look at to put into production for uh, any of these the games that were announced or any of the news that happened so yeah just kind of a, as a quick overview that's typically how these kind of go and we've got it down to like a well-oiled machine at this point so yeah.
0: wow. do you do you find you still get like a level and I guess maybe it's a little bit of diving in some questions here but like do you find that you still get a little excited at events like this uh, oh yeah totally or, yeah
4: yeah, absolutely um, I, I think that, that anytime uh, a developer that size like ubisoft size or sony or microsoft has something to show off there's going to be something cool to see right and yeah. i think that that's yeah that sort of um that sort of uh, level of excitement doesn't go away no matter how many times you do it you yeah. know so yeah
0: and, and then i guess i guess the other the kind of follow-up question to that is like what, what are you thinking of all these kind of short like the ubisoft forward kind of like Almost Nintendo Direct S kind of developer. Like, do you? What do you think of this from a communications perspective? From an industry perspective, what's your stance on that? Um,
4: honestly, I'm pretty surprised that it took this long for people to adopt this sort of um, <laughs> event. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nintendo's been doing it for so long and really uh, established a a tone and a feel and a delivery method that obviously worked for them. Uh, and it, it's surprising that Sony and Xbox and Ubisoft and Electronic Arts and everybody else didn't follow suit until, like, mostly this year. Like, saw it, really. Sony, yeah, saw Stony, Sony State of Play last year, and uh, Inside Xbox has been doing their thing for a while. But uh, this is the year, out of necessity, that I feel like this the, these kind of all digital uh, uh, sort of trickle events have happened right rather than one giant event in the middle of the summer where everybody reveals all their news for the whole year this sort of digital event in bite-sized chunks allows way way more control of how you tell your marketing story um when news hits when leaks happen like Mm -hmm. it just you know there's so much more control from a a, like a corporate standpoint that Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's Surprises me that it's taken so long to adopt. But.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's always kind of shocking, like E3, and I think in some ways even Gamescom, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. like everyone the same week, yelling as loud as they can at the same time, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, well, well, nobody's getting heard really, except whoever's yeah, is... got whoever's got the biggest microphone is when it gets heard, right? But yeah, I do is... kind of like the fact that everyone has that 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 moment, that breath, right, to have that con- conversation.
4: Yeah. yeah, and I sometimes wonder, you know how <laughs> how much those companies are talking to each other to be like, well, we're going to go in June. Do you guys want to go in July? What are you going to go? You're going to go in August. Okay. Well, we're going to go this week in August and then, yeah. So
3: yeah. I Maybe
4: it's not that, at all, but I like to think that they're all like chatting. I, I, like,
0: <laughs> I like to think everyone's like on a conference call looking at Jeff Keighley's like summer like big calendar thing that he has. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, so what are you circling? I'm taking this one, you
4: know. Uh, that's definitely not true because no, for sure not. <laughs> <laughs> every media outlet, including Keighley, we all did our summer stuff all at the same exact time. And yeah, yeah you know, people wanted to people wanted to have that same level of Uh, news and excitement around E3 this year. And so it didn't really matter if you were going in early June or if you were going in late July, like it was all part of the same giant exhausting three month news cycle. So
2: I'd only take E3 week off of work anyway, just so I can do at home coverage. And I was actually planning on going this year, Uh, but but this year with, no, nothing came out E3 week, and things started coming out the week after. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm full-time working again. I can't cover this right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: They were very inconsiderate not to ask if you had the week off or not. Jesse. Right.
1: So, so that being said, like you said, like Ubisoft will be like, hey, we're having a thing, you know, and they kind of give you a heads up. So uh, how soon does Nintendo give you a heads up? <laughs> Dude, or are, you sur- are you surprised just like us do you wake
4: up at
0: 6 a.m too and be like oh never. surprised that was there
4: yeah, i i so during the mario 35th announcement right like i woke up probably about an hour after that news had dropped and i looked at twitter and in my mentions it was people tagging me and pear and brian and casey you know the nintendo voice chat cast and being like oh my god did you guys already record you got to cover this news and i was like Oh, Mario must have happened. Like that's the only thing that would elicit this sort <laughs> of response. Like, kind of was like Mario, when I woke up too. Yeah, I was like, that Mario collection must have dropped, and of course we had recorded the day before. Yeah. And you know, Casey and I were like, that Mario collection is never happening. Like, it's never coming out. We're never going to see it. Pear was like, no, I think we're going to see it really soon. And then, boom, the next morning. Yeah, and then twelve hours um, so later. But, but no, they never, they never prep us, and they, ne- you know, like rarely. Rarely, rarely do we ever get the heads up when something is coming. And so it's this mixed bag of at one point, you're like, yes, this Mario collection is announced. That's so awesome. But also in the back of your mind, you're like, Shit. that means our news team is scrambling right now. And there's gonna be so much work to do when we get in because nobody knew this was coming. and We couldn't prep like that.
0: I, I've gotten to a point now where I have my uh, Nintendo of America tweets like on Twitter notifications, uh-huh. and I'm like, I know if it goes off, at seven, eight, or nine.
4: It's Nintendo. It's yeah. it's an event, right? Yeah. So if I,
0: if, if I, my phone goes off and I'm like, oh no, 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 I was I was like in the drive-through yeah. when the, uh, the Hyrule thing came off. I was like, no, come on, I just want a coffee. Leave <laughs> yeah, alone. so for
1: the, like the Mario thing, I had like my alarm went off, and I roll over and grab my phone, and I was like, it the YouTube notification pops up Mario 35th anniversary direct. And I start to open it on my phone and I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. I got to go to the TV for this. Sure. Like, I, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta wake up the house. Yeah. yeah. And, and speaking of Mario 35th, uh, when did hit a couple of more news items here before we, we run out just a couple of real quick things. Uh, Amazon is now saying that Mario 3d all-stars is currently the second sold best out. selling game and sold out, of yeah. 2020. Mm. Nintendo also this evening uh, confirmed that the Super Mario 35th Direct is now the most watched Nintendo Direct in company history with 8 million wow. views. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. 8 million views. Not just pre-orders uh, for the Amazon thing. That's compared to all game sales across all systems for the year. Um, out of it's- this collection... I just wanted to ask you, Zach. Like, out of this collection, which of those three games are you most excited for?
4: Honestly, Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think Mario Galaxy is the best platforming game ever made, uh, and the probably the best Mario game ever made as well. Um, but 3D, I should say, the best 3D Mario game. Everybody knows the best 2D Mario game is Super Mario World. But uh, <laughs> I, I love Marty Galaxy might disagree. so much. I love <laughs> Galaxy so much. And, and uh, I think that Sunshine is cool. I'm excited to replay Sunshine. I've only, it's the only Mario game that I've ever finished once. I've only played that one time.
2: Same. same. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the Mario game I haven't finished.
4: Mario 64, I probably played last when it released on the Wii U on that uh, eShop. And uh, I remember when I played it then, I remembered that I didn't feel like it had aged particularly well, especially Mm -hmm. the camera. So um, I love Mario 64. I played it a million times when I was a kid. Um, But I think an up-res of that, that game is kind of a bummer. I wish that it was... There was some more tweaking and effort put into it. Yeah, I was hoping okay. for
2: more text, uh, more newer models, not just yeah same models think,
4: with new textures. I think all of us saw this from yep, a chance from Odyssey and yes. thought like that was immediately like, oh shit, they're going to remake Mario mm-hmm. sixty <laughs> four. So yeah, it's There's it's kind still of a chance. That's maybe. why it
3: could be limited.
4: That's yeah, that could be, but who knows. I think yeah, it's I, limited because they're going to take it off or, the market at three and then charge twenty five bucks for it.
2: Throwback day. Galaxy. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> exactly here's what we said. Here's my comment: is, is is the last show was asked. Someone said, "Justin, why would they say limited?" And Marty, you answered your question with, "Amazon has sold out." Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that yeah. is exactly why. The moment mm-hmm. you say limited, right? We talked about limited creates scarcity, creates fear, increases the desire to buy. Right. Yeah. So even if you were like, ah, sure, look at, I don't need Mar." Oh, really? Oh, okay. It's only good until March. Yeah, I'm going to get that one. Right. Well, and for s- those of you who, so who are seeing are that,
1: those of you who are listening are still looking for physical copies. Amazon, so far, as of the time of this recording, is the only one that's sold out. Uh, that's right. As far as I know, Walmart, Target, Best Buy still have it in stock. You can still go there and buy it. Uh, so if you're looking for that physical copy, that, you know, the get the thing. Uh, then uh, you that's that's where you need to go. Also the 35th anniversary pin set uh, has been shown that it only requires five of the six missions. However, uh, purchasing 3D all stars is required mm-hmm. for the pin set. That is the one you must do. The good news in this is that means you don't have to play Mario Kart Tour if you don't want to. I still did. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I've gotten back into it too. It's, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just, no, it's just terrible that I'm back in it. Like, I'm all day long. Like, I'm th- now, like today, it was like anytime I had a break, I was like, okay, well, I am go brace, you know? <laughs> Ugh, I, anyway, I have so many things about that game. But anyway, let's talk about some rumors.
2: Okay. Do it. Wrong one. This one.
0: Honestly, nearly 300 episodes. Really?
2: Come on, my man.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, just put two much.
2: buttons were adjacent, at least. All right. Adjacent.
1: Uh, so, Zach, here's what we're going to do, man. We're going to okay. let you pick our rumor to talk about. All right? Because we've got two... Uh, probably you've seen both of these this week, but whichever one uh, just, you know, stirs you up more. That's the one we want to talk about. Oh, we're uh,
4: definitely going to go with the 4K Switch rumors. <laughs> okay, good. Who cares about Joy-Con? I, we, I'm
0: going to be straight honest. We were very ill-prepared for that one. If you chose yeah, that so, one, and would be like scrambling. Just so finally, since, since you said honestly, it though,
2: just, the only reason why the joy cons in the notes is because that happened before the 4K Switch stuff. Yeah, right. right. That's talk that's happened. That's
1: why would you want a? Why would you want a single Joy-Con with no rails or and right. probably no IR? I don't know. Well, Pear
4: anyway. was actually talking about it on the show this week, and he made a good point of like the the no rail Joy-Con means that they'll probably introduce one that is like a little closer to what the Joy-Con looked like with the accessory on the top you know the the buttons on the top so that it's a little bigger and it makes for a more ergonomic uh joy con you know i I think that that's a a, 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 at least some sort of rationale behind it i don't think that they would just put out a joy con that's the same form factor just sans rail but yeah yeah yeah. so let's talk these 4k rumors all right so uh,
1: apparently this week according to bloomberg nintendo has been telling developers to prepare their games for 4k Mm -hmm. Um, this is also on the heels of Bloomberg also reporting that Nintendo is looking to ship um, about 30 million units of hardware for the current fiscal year due to demand not being met. Mm -hmm. Uh, In other words, they know the demand's there. They've not been able to meet it, so they're adjusting their forecast. But also, you said something earlier in the show that I thought was really important, and you said that... There's so many there's too many rumors there's too much going on behind a 4K switch it's getting the legs are getting too long right uh, for this not to be maybe something yeah. so what do you think where is this going uh, obviously you said probably spring of next year we're, we're switch pro uh, I guess the question really is what do you think that's going to look like
4: uh probably like a bigger switch <laughs> probably like a bigger beefier switch uh you know i I think that that like we saw with the nintendo 3ds xl like i don't think that nintendo is looking to completely redesign what what the switch looks like or the switch's functionality i think what it's going to be is just a a bigger screen a bigger chipset and uh, you know beefier chipset and a very similar design behind it so so like we've, we've had the updated SKU and it's like switch Mark two, right. Better battery
1: life, better battery life, Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a brighter screen, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So this will be switch Mark three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do
0: you, do you envision them keeping the same form size and everything exactly? Like I know you said bigger, but like, cause one of the things that I think of is like the joy cons or joy con height is set. Do you know what I mean? Like that's like, unless they literally say we're now going to, Make bigger Joy Cons, right? But, like, do you see, like, maybe just a bezel changing, or?
4: Yeah, the well. only thing I was going to say, the only thing that I would like to see, like, I'd like a Switch to be the exact same size, but have a bezel uh, that is closer to what the iPhone 11 looks like, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just oh, straight yeah. to the edge, like, just a full wrap around. Um, that's maybe a little more. Um, Dangerous as an appliance, you know, as, as a handheld, but I, I yeah. think it would just look so slick. and Dropping
2: on the side may not cause much damage now, but... With right, with, exactly. <laughs> not with the bezel, it might, yeah. Right. One of the things
1: that, that we've kind of talked about before is the possibility that, you know, Switch started out and it was hybrid. It was home and on the go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with the Switch light, they picked one and it was on the go what is the possibility that this uh, in your mind that maybe this could be just a home uh, upgrade that it's like
4: switch home or switch like a, whole, like a box i yeah. haven't considered that that they would go back to like a traditional console that you just play on your tv but i don't i don't think that they would because they've basically sunset the 3ds at this point and nintendo needs to nintendo needs to be in the handheld market like that's where they've always outshined just literally everybody so mm-hmm. um, I don't think that they would give up that functionality for a, whatever their 4k offering would be. Mm.
0: Do you, I, I find it odd and, and maybe, maybe this is where I'm wrong. And I'm not a, I'm not a pixel counter,
4: right? Mm, me if, neither. Yeah. I'm not looking at
0: digitally foundry. I'm like, I don't really know what's going on. And I yeah. feel like I'm getting too old. Anyways, my eyes aren't that great. Right. Yeah. So like for me, when they say 4k, it doesn't really seem to matter. And the, and the other thing that I've always had the impression is that that doesn't seem like something that really matters to Nintendo traditionally, do you know what right. I mean? Like they've ne- they they stepped away from the the arms race, so to say, the technology arms race for a while. So this 4K yeah. component, ever, this ever since
2: part- ever since they were the they were the 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 elephant in the room with the N64. Yeah.
0: So this kind of 4K <laughs> rumor,
2: kind of like it,
0: it, and maybe and maybe it's part of just the bigger rumor, right? But like that one thing focusing in on to me, it just feels like that's a bit weird for Nintendo. And I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that.
4: Uh, Yeah, I mean, as much as I love the idea of a 4K Breath of the Wild, I think you're right. I don't think that Nintendo is necessarily thinking that 4K is uh, imperative to their first-party strategy, but it is a huge boon to all their third-party partners, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the ability to go out and say, hey, you can put 4K uh, assets on our platform now means that they can have way, way more third-party games come to Switch without having to compromise or dedicate resources to create a Switch version of that. Yeah. You know?
0: And I think that's the interesting part, right? Because as we know, as, as as Xbox and Sony step forward in this generation, that gap between the Switch and where Nintendo is gets bigger, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so currently that idea of porting something over becomes that gap is harder, right, for a developer. They're like, well, we're just, we're just going to move on,
4: mm-hmm.
3: right?
0: And I think this is that half step Nintendo is making to be able to say, if we introduce the Switch Pro, whatever we want to call it, we can still kind of play in that space, right? right? We can take Xbox one games. We can take maybe something that's, that's running over there on, on, you know, Xbox one or XS, whatever it is now, right? The next generation, yeah. we can still compete in that space. And I think that's, I think that's why this to me feels like, I I do definitely think the switch pro is there. And I think to maybe your point, I hadn't thought of that before. That 4k allows them to be in that conversation a little bit longer as well.
2: Totally. Yeah. I think I'd be worried something. about, and I've, mentioned before when we talked about xbox series x and ps5 is storage because 4k textures yeah. takes a lot more space you know a lot of these games are 100 150 gig now but when you know, we on, on about the other this, systems
3: when we talked about this before as well we talked about not necessarily having to be 4k graphics in the in the game itself it's more of nvidia's chips being able to do ai upscaling which is what they've done in the past so, maybe that's what they're trying to prepare people for is just to say, hey, you know, we'll have this capability. So,
4: yeah, my other concern is battery life in a portable unit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Obviously, right now, I mostly play my Switch at home because it's illegal to go outside. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in the days when I did travel, battery mm-hmm. life was important to me and uh the idea of, of what my PlayStation 4 sounds like when it's running a 4K game is like that is going to chew through a battery in about 45 minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so I wonder how they're going to be able to... I mean, to, I'm playing Avengers that.
1: right now on the PS4.
4: And it oh, I heard it's like, crazy. Yeah, It sounds like so the helicarrier is taking off in yeah. my living room as yeah. I play. Well, that game 3D specifically... sound. That game specifically was designed for next-gen consoles. Oh, I think sure. they dumbed it down for... PlayStation four. So I've heard that. And
1: I I don't even have a pro. Like I just have the original, the original one before and it chugs. Yeah. Yeah. And God did the same thing, but uh, you know what I think is interesting about this? And, and I don't know that how much stock I put (laughs) into this, Justin, you, what you said about 4k, I think this brings up a good point. There was a rumor floating around this month that Disney is moving away from 4k DVD releases. And so I know that's not Nintendo per se, but it's interesting that if that is true, how important really is 4K moving forward? You know, if if you've got a big
0: company like that saying, "Eh, not been well, is
2: that more of a problem with the players?
0: But again, I I, but again, I think when you look at you know, and we and we've seen Xbox do that this week, right? When they're showing their specs, 4K is on there. Like that's important. That's yeah. a selling point, right? That's the, like, right. you know, but, the best. But the, the, do they the support strongest.
2: 4K media, like, you yeah. a know, a 4K Ultra? I don't know if yeah. they do or not. I think I
1: think it's interesting that you mentioned battery life. I think that's the biggest issue they have to overcome yeah, uh, for, sure. for the future uh, if they're looking at playing games like whatever. I mean, you know, like, obviously, I, th- I think it's interesting we mentioned Yeah, I mean... Fertile earlier right. on in the show and that's still not come to switch, but there's not been any
4: reason like, Hey, this is why. Like, uh, can, can you imagine like how much money Nintendo's missing out on by having, not having Assassin's Creed Valhalla yeah. on the switch yeah. and like what it would take to run a game like that in November? Like it, it always
0: amazes me that, and I mean, Nintendo is probably like, like they're, they're, you know, they're doing Scrooge McDuck back here anyways, backswomen with their, with their buckets of money. They're probably right. fine there. But to me, it always it is. It it's always more of a almost, and I and I, maybe it's the wrong way of positioning it. So correct me if I'm wrong. Why isn't Ubisoft trying to get it on the Switch, right? Why isn't Ubisoft working with a uh, Panic Button, right, or a porting company and literally saying like, we need to get this over there because we believe there's we believe there's value. And and now the other argument of that is I look at like again i I hate to pick on Outer Worlds right now, but that was a rough port. Yeah, right? like that was. But the, but then you see something like The Witcher. And again, not a great port, but, a, but good enough. And, I, and I, yeah. I don't know, maybe, what are your thoughts on that kind of, like, who's responsible for that?
4: Well, I think, it like, like I said, I think it all comes down to resource allocation. Like, I think you look at, at what you could possibly stand to make from selling units versus what it would cost to develop, uh, right. you know, or dumb, like put a team on dumbing down uh, something for a switch port. Um, which, I, I mean, I don't know anything about development. So, Maybe it's not that much uh, in terms of resource, but that's just my speculation. And then uh, also keep in mind that Ubisoft way back when uh, I think it was Assassin's Creed Odyssey or maybe Origins came out. Uh, Ubisoft was playing with the idea of streaming stuff to the Switch like Capcom yeah, yeah. did with Resident Evil 7, you know, yeah. from cloud servers. And that was one of their first tests was I think it was I think it was Odyssey. Um, yeah. But Yeah. So they they've definitely uh, you know we've seen them support the switch elsewhere with Rabids uh, Mario yep. and Rabbit and other stuff but um, yeah maybe it's just not worth it for them to put their like biggest and, and best on Switch yet
0: yeah and that's even something like as I as I watch the the Ubi event right like and I'm I am I am only a Nintendo owner I don't own I don't any other own any other consoles so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm that's my only thing so when I go to an event like this like I'm like I know that probably seventy five percent of this is not me. But I'm really hoping every once in a while, right? When they're like, "Oh, and one more thing, we're excited to now. So and I'm like, "Yes," they're like, "It's going to Google Stadium." I was like, "No," right? There's that. There, so it's <laughs> y- you just kind of realize that I think eventually that that it's things come and things don't come, and, <laughs> and I think that's that's a challenge. Yeah. Um, but I always think to the point, like great example, EA with uh, Apex Legends coming to Switch. Right? EA realized we are losing money. Right? We've got a huge install base. On the go platform, we see Fortnite's making that's bank what I was over there. Say. Yeah,
4: I was going right. to say, look at we how big to, Fortnite is on Switch. We
0: need to get that over here as soon as possible because guess what? It's going to rain dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Dollar, dollar bills, and I think that's going to be critical for them. So it's always interesting seeing what companies kind of take that risk and, to your point, understand like the the time, money, and energy to put a port on versus the economic reward um, that goes along with it. But I love like the fact that Ubisoft, you know, Mario and rabbits is great.
4: Yeah, I think that was such, that a, was such a great game. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Starlink, Battle for Atlas.
1: Every time yeah. there's a, a Ubisoft presentation, I'm like, where is Mario and rabbits? Where where is the sequel? Like, yeah, it it's inevitable. Like, come on, guys, it was so good and it sold so well. So yeah. yeah. Like, I'm waiting for that because they've done such a great job teaming up with Nintendo. So yeah. uh, I would love to see some more of that in the future. Well, guys, let's talk a little bit about what we've been playing. Do it. Mr. Zachary Ryan, you're our guest, and that means you get to go first. And so, yeah. what have you uh, been playing?
4: This week, I've been solely dedicated to one game that I can't talk about yet. It's, uh, well, it's m- more than one game. But um, okay. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But prior to that, um, I was spending a lot of time with Spiritfarer on Switch. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have played any of Spiritfarer, but um, man, what a charming little game! Like, what a cool concept for a game, like this weird hybrid of all these different genres. You know, it's part Animal Crossing, part Stardew, part uh, platformer. Like, it's it's a really cool game, and it's it's wrapped in a pretty endearing story um looking forward to getting back to that one uh but yeah it, it's a probably one of my favorite games this year
3: i've been watching my wife play that uh when i'm playing other games myself yeah and uh, that sounds
4: difficult how do you do both at once
3: <laughs> well, it, it, actually that's what i'm saying is like when i'm trying to play my game i that catches my eye whatever sure. she's playing what, especially like the other night she was catching comets It was Mm -hmm. comments raining down and I thought that was pretty spectacular. I was like, that, that is pretty sweet. What's going on in that game? She's, she tells me all about what's going on and what she's got to do. And it just, whenever I do watch it, it just looks like a beautiful game. It is a beautiful game, but beautiful in not just what it looks like, but how it looks like it plays, how Mm -hmm. it feels. How, you know she said it made her cry a couple times <laughs> so yeah it's,
4: it's so basically you play uh this character stella who takes over for karen on the river sticks and so your whole job is to ferry these animal people to their afterlives so um you know it's it, there's a lot of really touching dialogue and it's it's a uh, you know a, just a really beautiful game the animation is like silky smooth and uh looks sort of reminiscent of like a uh like a really great animated film, like yeah, that's yeah. yeah that's I, probably, I
1: seriously found myself while playing it thinking this could be like a Miyazaki film. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah you know, like that vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love the the. It's so chill, mm-hmm. like it's and and like because a lot of those tasks that you have to do are tip are like no pressure. Like yeah, you know, like do them at your own pace. So it's like two D Animal Crossing.
4: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was playing. Uh, I was playing the Tony Hawk Remaster. Or remake, I guess, and you know, then I'd play like an hour or so of Spiritfarer before going to bed, and that was like a really nice combo because, on one hand, you're doing extreme sports, and on the other <laughs> hand, you're like planting uh, you know, coffee on your boat, which is nice. So, cool. Uh, Jesse, what you been playing?
2: Okay, so I, I've been playing Spiritfarer as well. I'm probably the farthest out of all of us. Oh, um, nice. I, you know, Marty, take your heads off for about, for about 10 seconds. So he didn't want to be spoiled. So I have um, eight of the eleven characters away. So I got three left, and oh, nice. uh, and uh, uh, Stanley is a weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've not so met we- Stanley yet in my. And we view. may want to put a spoiler alert on okay. that one for yeah, everyone. Right. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. so the, yeah, when you see Stanley, the game starts getting weird. Um, anyway, but I, I, you know, I I like the game. Yeah. He, Marty, you can put your headset on again. <laughs> He's got it. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I like what I, I like the game. I want to finish it. Um, I, the game's got issues. Uh, the game has crashed on me like every two or three hours. I have heard that. Yeah. And it's frustrating when you, you just finish crafting 15 stacks of gold and a bunch of sheet metal and <laughs> it crashed, you lose it all. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think I've lost maybe three hours of progress total oh, wow. across the game over you know fifteen to thirty minutes at a time. Just they all add up, so that's kind of frustrating. Um, even I, the I figured the game would, that. I figured the game would properly save when you go to sleep at night, but I've had the game literally crash waking up.
4: Uh, oh, that's a bummer.
2: And, and, and then <laughs> the, it made my switch overheat in the dock.
1: At <laughs> the left. I got the this morning on the screen, which was like, your
2: system is too hot. It needs to cool down. And then it went off. Wow. See, so the, the last crash I had, I, I moved my boat toward a city. I made my sheet metal, got to the city, and then crashed. So I loaded the save state. I'm at the city, but I've lost some of my sheets. Weird. So it's weird like what it saved and what it saving? didn't save. Yeah, that's yeah. very strange. But, yeah, I think it's... So I hope they, they patch that out. But even if they don't, it's a, a great game. I'm, you know, it's worth fighting it. In terms of family-friendly, kind of. I'd be reluctant to have younger kids play this. Not because of content. There are four-letter words here and there. But uh, it gets really kind of dark in the adult themes. Like, y- you meet a married couple who his husband likes to not be with his wife and be with other people. And yeah. so yeah, that's, unless you're really ready to have conversations with your children. Oh. No, 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 not having those conversations anyway. with the kids. But yeah, it, it is a really relaxing game. There is no lose state. If you yeah. don't want to follow the story, you just want a animal crossing it. You can do that. And one, the last thing I want to say, you know, I have, If you think you're stuck and have nothing to do, go fishing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll stop. I'll end with that.
0: Mm, Okay, (laughs) nice, (laughs) great. Uh, Justin, yeah. What about you? What you been playing? I've got two games I've been playing that actually just uh, came out of embargo uh, today. So I'll talk about them. So the first one is Bounty Battle, and this is an indie fighter uh, game from Merge Games and. so here's what I would say. I love the idea of it, right? So the, the concept of let's take the framework of Smash Brothers, let's put indie characters in there, like um the guy from Steamworld Dig, and here's a guy from Axiom Verge, and all these great indie characters you recognize. So the idea is good. Um, the execution, unfortunately, is not good. Um, <laughs> it, it it is really not, it's really janky, really buggy. Um, the actual like loading in screen um, shakes and jars, like the graphics are shaking around and, and actually does not, does not load. Well, I never during any of my matches actually felt like I was in control of my characters, um, in the way that you need to be in control of them in a fighting game. Um, and, and at times I'm like, I, I just going to spam buttons and they actually penalize you for spamming buttons. So it, 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 it more than anything actually became more frustrating. Um, <laughs> So the concept is great. The idea of, like, let's provide a platform for all these indie games to to bring their characters together. Um, I, I, unfortunately, though, it does not do those characters the, the due dessert and the service they should have got. And uh, I would probably say I'd not recommend it. I would stay away from that one. I'm uh, the so other-
1: glad you said that because I hovered over it on the eShop today. and I was like, oh, man, this looks great. <laughs> it's got Flynn Hook in it. And,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh- Uh, My video goes live tomorrow. You can take a look at it, but I will say by the end of it, I went, Yeah, that's a game. That is a game. (laughs) And, uh, and stopped the, and was like, That's, yeah. So you check out my video for it. Um, The other one I, uh, playing as well, I love myself couch co op chaos games, right? I love Overcooked. I love Overcooked too. Those are the games that I bring the family together for, bring the missus together. Uh, I have been playing Bake and Switch, Mm -hmm. or Bake and Switch. Um, and I will say that that this um, I was playing it so released today. We were playing it early last or last week for a bit, and we were really my wife and I were really struggling with it. And for those of you that don't know, my wife and I really don't really struggle with these games. Um, like our our night, our Valentine's Day a couple of years ago was literally oh look the over two overcooked two DLC came out. We're downloading that and drinking whiskey and playing, and that's a great comfort. And and that's like that's a wonderful night for us. Um, so we're pretty good at these things we have four stars and all of Overcooked too like it's it's our jam before the release uh there were some challenges like really struggled like we couldn't really get past the first level right level one one where you should get like three stars we were getting one stars um so it was a very it was a very challenging aspect since the patch came in um, today and it's now live before the show we were able to knock out them no problem so there may have been some kind of challenge a difficulty or settings in there that that cause the the challenge around it the interesting part about this is as opposed to recipes what you're literally doing is bringing things together so there's like sticky buns and you have to bring the sticky buns together and if you get all the sticky buns together like a large group of 30 you throw them into the pot and then you get more points so the bigger the bigger the bun that goes in the more the pots you get or the more the points you get right um so that's, so it's a bit of so there's no recipes. That's kind of how you do it. And the other interesting part is that they, each character also has special abilities. So for example, uh, the character who's named Salt, he can actually throw like a hook and pulls in everything that's around him. So if you need to bring together these buns to make them, this hook kind of like bundles them together and makes it super easier. Um, I would say definitely enjoyable. I think the framework is there. I think it's very hard for a game to come into a space and be the next overcooked. And a lot of games have tried this, right? That couch co-op, couch chaos kind of game. But there's a lot of potential here. I think it's I think it's good. Um I could probably recommend maybe one or two other games before it, but I would definitely say check it out if you're looking for that kind of couch chaos game. Um it is fun, it is enjoyable, but there is some work that could be uh could be done there as well.
1: I think that uh, your opinion on this game kind of changed, right? Cuz I remember <laughs> you first said that you were playing it and you were like, "I don't." Mm. Yeah. And then yeah. the then the updates happened and
0: yeah, we we definitely got, de- definitely got more into it and definitely became a little more favorable. So I I'd say at this point it, it it could be worth a look. But again, you know, I think other if you haven't checked out Overcooked or Overcooked 2 go there first. Those are, <laughs> those, are those are chaos. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, so Tim, what you been playing? Uh Quite a few things, but I'll try to keep this short. Uh, basically, like mentioned before, Mario Kart Tour getting back into that, even though we don't necessarily need it. It sounded like I'm still checking it out again. I didn't give it its fair shot. I think when it first came out, so I think the missions kind of help bring that out. So it's not bad, you know. So I was playing with having a lot of fun. Um, another game that I'm actually reviewing that's under embargo, so I can't give any too many details. Is just Fight Crab. I can say that I'm checking that out and I'll have details on that once the embargo is done on the 12th um more animal crossing I'm actually doing some updates to my island to you know change things up a little bit get things ready for especially for the the seasons that we have we get a lot of updates for the you know the fall season and the winter season we get a lot of cool stuff um so hopefully I can you know accommodate my island for that stuff Doing the Fortnite challenges with my kids actually—they mm-hmm. they're excited uh, doing some of those Fortnite challenges with me, uh, or helping me. My daughter especially has been helping me a lot with getting the Thor stuff and the She-Hulk stuff. Uh, she already she already collected all that stuff, so she's like, "Oh, here I can help you." So we've been teaming up doing duos. And- <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> And I actually got quite a few. She victories. just carries you to the entire team, entire I got, game. That's what I, I, I got. Quite a few <laughs> victories with her too. So I was pretty happy, you know. So I was like, Hey, this is, I got more victories probably in the whole lifetime of playing Fortnite. So <laughs> <That's
4: awesome. laughs> rules.
3: And then, uh, and then more Axiom Verge for our monthly mayhem, uh, cause yeah. we have that going on. And, uh, I'm trying to, we're supposed to play two games, but. This is the first one I'm playing, and I'm a little far behind on that. If I'm Hey, look,
1: one, if you so. p- if you finish this one, you can finish uh, Gato Roboto in, like, two days. Okay. Yeah, Gato and Roboto's it, pretty it's short.
2: So it's good. like a five- or six-hour game your first time through. Yeah, is, it's the really second one I'm
3: going to go to is that one anyway. So.
4: Speaking,
0: Axi- speaking of Axiom Verge, I keep forgetting that that might be coming out this year, right? Axiom
4: Verge,
0: Axiom Verge 2. Yeah, Axiom Verge
4: 2, yeah. At this point, it? I don't I, I don't think it's coming. It wasn't in that last Nindy's presentation. It, so. Last
2: last I looked is it still flagged as 2020, but
4: that doesn't mean yeah. anything.
0: It wasn't in the presentation, but I think it was in one of their cards that, they, that they've that sent out later, like, hey, here are the ones oh, that we have listed. I think it was there. Because okay. I remember writing on my list of like, oh yeah, right, circle that one. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. Those are the games I'm playing. Awesome. Marty. So, Uh,
1: I've been playing Space Robinson, uh, which just launched on the eShop today. Uh, it is a roguelike game and Justin sent this over to me because I'm a huge roguelike fan. Uh, and I, I'm gonna be real honest with you. I saw this one, uh, and what, like looked at some of the screenshots and I was like, oh no. Then I played it and I thought, I think it's great. Uh, It does throw a a few little twists into the the roguelike formula, Uh, and so I think it becomes more roguelike than like, uh, in that there is progression that does save over time. So the story is, is you're uh, dropped on this island when your ship crashes, and you are trying to uh, find people and get off the island, but you have... Uh, it does this really neat tutorial at the beginning where, like, your ship crashes and it teaches you how to get, how to, like, do the basic things and then you get to your base. And when you get to your base, there's all these things that are broken, uh, that you will eventually fix as you find them. And there's actually level progression as well. Uh, so, uh, it, it is, uh, like, enter the guns. It's like a 2D or 2.5D top down Zelda esque looking. Thing, but it just feels really good um, your character has a wrench that they start out with that's their basic attack and you get a gun that has limited ammo and you have a dash and that's it uh, the buttons are a little weird I've got to check like I was just doing like a first look of it when I did the video uh, and so there's uh, I've got to check and see if there's like a way for me to change some of those button configurations because like it's all on the shoulder buttons and it's weird to me uh because i want it to all really be set up like enter the gungeon like if i dodge roll and enter the gungeon i need to be able to dash in this game like enter the gungeon uh so but graphically and and the whole package is is pretty cool i, I thought it was good you there's a video over on our youtube channel if you're interested in it um you can go check it out just playing like the first 20 minutes i will tell you i die a lot it's it's difficult <laughs> um because, and two, because like I'm just like getting into it and learning it. Sure. And uh, one other thing I do want to mention about this game I thought was really neat is it has a day and night cycle, uh, and so during the day you're able to see your entire surroundings, and at night uh, you only have a little bit of light around you, and m- different monsters come out oh, uh, and cool. start chasing you around and doing all kinds of stuff. So like it's there's a little bit of time element <laughs> to the levels too. It's like can I get through this? fast enough so that I don't get out the exploding aliens that when I shoot them, they explode and cause chain reactions and do all kinds of things that I can't see around the screen. Uh, And there's of course being roguelike, it's you pick up power ups and do all those things uh, as well. And two, I mean like the only other thing I've been playing this week is just, I I tweeted about this earlier. It hooked me hard is this, this season of Fortnite? I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't quit. (laughs) <laughs> it's the Marvel. It's the Marvel stuff, and that's it. Like I, I have to have everything. And they did, yes. like they did the new update today with Stark Industries and drones that you fight, and all
4: kinds of new stuff. You got to go kill Iron Man, and yeah, I'm in. I'm Zach, in. do you
0: do you play Fortnite at all?
4: I, you know, I did pretty religiously when it first launched on Switch. Um, I'd been playing it on PlayStation Four i was getting into it. And then it came out on switch and I was like actually winning sometimes because people <laughs> were new there. Um, yeah. but I haven't played probably, oh man, the last Marvel event that they did, I think was the last time I jumped in to check out yeah. Yeah. stuff. So it's been, if, it's been a while since I played for it.
1: If you're a Marvel fan, this season is kind of just a love letter to Marvel. Like every unlockable is Marvel, all the skins, uh, there's different parts around the map. Like you can visit, uh, a giant black Panther statue and yeah. Dr. Doom has moved into one of the neighborhoods and set up a house <laughs> there. Uh, and there's, uh, an Ant-Man domain and now Stark industries has dropped like on top of a large section of the map.
4: And That's
1: awesome. they've, they've got like powers. Uh, like if you kill Dr. Doom, you get his gauntlets and you can,
4: they're unlimited and it, it's crazy. It, That's super cool. I love it. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, continually amazed by what Fortnite is able to do. Like what what Epic is able to pull off in that game is absolutely insane.
1: My my son is really into this game, so right now that is like our connection point. Sure. Uh that's all he wants to talk about anyway as a 13-year-old, so he's uh so we like he's 10 levels ahead of me right now and he thinks that's just great cuz he's like I'm beating dad, you know. And, yeah. So now he t- like he's like Tim's daughter. He tells me everything. Yep. Sure. Uh, like,
3: oh, you go here to get Groots. and uh, yeah, uh, she showed me the Wolverine claws too, where I find those. So
0: yeah, I, I, I get those kind of updates from my daughters about Animal Crossing. That's <laughs> that's that's what I get from them. They're like, hey, hey, Dad, I listened to a podcast. Did you know this, this, and this? And I was like, oh wow.
1: And she I, listens to an Animal Crossing podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dad's Crossing the our oh, Animal okay. Crossing podcast. She actually listens to that. They also, interestingly enough, just as a side note, actually went into my Nook miles and bankrupted me. They apparently <laughs> went out and spent uh, twenty five thousand of my Nook miles. But wow. they, they were like, "Dad, you're you're too slow. You, you, don't, need you yeah. don't need these. You don't need was, them uh, for There's the greater, greater good." A bit of an odd conversation. I was like, "What did you What did you do with this money that I had? My Nook miles?" So, <laughs> sure, look if they had fun. That's the important thing.
1: Well, guys, that's what we've been playing. Let's turn on the community spotlight and. Uh, Spotlight Mr. Zach Ryan here for a few Let's minutes. Do it. Oh, all
4: right.
1: All right, Zach. So the community spotlight on our show is uh, a little bit like the Question Block over on NBC. Cool. Uh, we allow, One of my favorite uh, games.
4: uh, I heard it wasn't a game (laughs) Yeah, We let our our
1: People send in some questions But when we have a guest on the show We also like to turn Community Spotlight into a chance For you to kind of talk about what you're in And where to find you And all that stuff So uh, if our listeners I imagine a good number of them already know where to find you And know where to interact with you But why don't you give us a reminder What you do, uh, where they can listen to you Where they can interact with you on social media All that good stuff
4: yeah, right on. Um, so, I, once again, I'm Zach Ryan. I'm director of editorial video over at IGN. Um, well, your listeners probably would be most interested in my work on Nintendo Voice Chat, which is our weekly Nintendo podcast, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Uh, and uh, you can follow me at ZacharySD on Twitter, um, where I tweet mostly about Nintendo and video games and occasionally about music and politics. So Awesome. Yeah. That's
0: great. Yeah, no, so, Zach, your your title did it change recently for what you did for uh, like were you not doing social media for a
4: while? Yeah, there? I ran I ran the social team when I came back from Ubisoft. Yeah. I did that for about ten months uh, and yeah. then moved back over to the video team as director of editorial video in May, mid May.
3: Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, we have some questions for
1: you, mm-hmm. and then we also have some questions uh, for all of us and for individuals from our community. So. Uh, Let's just get right into this. We'll do a rapid fire here. So for you, Zach, uh, have you ever seen someone else beat a game that you wanted to play and now you have no interest in playing it because you watched them beat it, whether on purpose or not?
4: That's very specific. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen somebody finish a game that – discourage me from playing it like i've definitely watched you know my friends like uh the one that comes to mind is i saw somebody finish like the very ending to the first god of war but i was still interested in playing that game so
1: yeah gotcha okay Mm -hmm. uh off the top of your head uh what are the top three to five games that represent the style of gaming that you're into today
4: uh okay um the style of gaming that I'm into today. So if I was to pick recent games that sort of reflect like my broader interests, um, Breath of the Wild is probably my number one favorite game of all time, so I'll put that in there. Um, Bloodborne. Um, recently, Super Mario... Uh, Super Mario Galaxy, that game still absolutely rips. Love that game. Can't <laughs> can't sing that game's praises enough. Um, and probably Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um, nice. I play that game at least once a year. Uh, I think it's a perfect game. So
0: is that? Would you, would you call that one like a comfort food for you? I, mean, I think we all have yeah. comfort food games. Yeah. yeah,
4: for me, it's it's like it's that one. Uh, at this point, it's Breath of the Wild. I've played through that game six times or more. Um, wow. And then I I played I used to play Wind Waker over and over and over again. Persona 4 Golden was another one that I played like a bunch of times. I just constantly have a file of that game going. So yeah.
1: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a game you played you regret not finishing?
4: Oh god, so many. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean there, there are so many games it, right? there are so many games that I've gotten so deep into and been like, man, I really love this, and then have bounced off of it for one reason or another a recent example is paper mario like i Mm -hmm. really really loved origami king and was having such a fun time playing it and like playing it obsessively and then a few things came out that i had to play for work stuff and i got further and further away from it and now to like the idea of going back to it is a little bit daunting because it's been you know probably over a month that i've played it and i I know that i should finish that game i got to go back to it but Kind of
0: as a follow-up question to that, Zach, and maybe like how do you? I don't. Know, the word wrestle keeps coming in my mind, but like how do you? How do you um, level those Whoa. things out, out, out? Thank you, thank you, Jesse, that. <laughs> how do you level those things out in your mind? Because that's something that I think that we are sometimes struggled with as well. Because as enthusiasts, right, we'll we'll have games that we'll pick up that we're enjoying, but then codes hit our in basket, right, mm-hmm. and then you're off to to create content to get ready. You never really feel like you're finishing something. Or finishing the thing that you're on. How do you maybe how do you deal with that or do you?
4: Um yeah, I think it's I think it's just about kind of coming to terms with uh the idea that you can play something for an extended period of time and come back to it. Right? Yeah. Like I definitely it definitely took me two full years to finish The Witcher Three. Like I okay. played that game off and on for yeah, almost two full years before I got to the end of it. And that ending was just as rewarding as it was if I would have stormed through it. Now, yeah. are there games that I pick up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to play this top to bottom and not look back. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um,
1: I thought, and, and that's funny that you mentioned the Origami King because that, that was that game for me. Yeah. Uh, I was quarantined with COVID, uh, yeah. during that time and I, there's nothing else to do. Right. So, uh, I finished the Origami King in seven days. Yeah. Uh, it's just like I it got its hooks in me.
4: Uh I would definitely encourage you to go back and finish it because it is yeah, I it really rewarding. Yeah, I think I, I had the game done the
2: in less than two weeks for myself too.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I finished all the stuff in the desert, so I'm pretty sure I'm about halfway through. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tim,
1: you had a question for Zach.
3: Yes. This is, it goes back to uh what I was talking about earlier in the show when we started it and what could possibly have led to our our things that happened in twenty twenty. Mm. Mm. Uh, and that is, uh, why did you stop the Rabbit Rabbit post, Zachary? <laughs> <laughs> have you considered uh, that as being the reason why we have all these horrors in 2020? Yeah, that's
4: that's not a bad that's not a bad and call. Uh, for
3: anybody who doesn't know, it, uh, it's something that you did, I think, on your Facebook page where yeah. uh, you would post once a month, at the beginning of the month, uh, Rabbit Rabbit.
4: Yeah, and that comes from uh, just an old superstition that the first thing that you're supposed to say when you wake up on the first day of the month is rabbit rabbit and then you'll have good luck all month um and the reason <laughs> i've never that heard stopped, this yeah the reason that i stopped posting rabbit rabbit every month is pretty simple i just stopped using facebook like i just i barely ever ever use it occasionally i'll that's look fair. In the, the podcast forums <laughs> or i'll uh look at marketplace when i need like furniture or something but like i, I de- i've deactivated my account a number of times like yeah, I don't trust Facebook, so I'm not on it that, that much anymore. That's you know, like, I've, I've stopped and up,
2: restarted using that. Facebook a number of times over the years. Yeah. yeah.
0: I do like the context, though, that potentially Zach is the reason 2020 sucks.
4: I'm not a big fan of that <laughs> hypothesis, to be honest. But.
0: <laughs> well, speaking
1: of COVID in 2020, here's another question. What is the strangest thing you've seen or had
4: to do because mm. of COVID? Um, because of COVID seen or because because yeah. here's
1: context like tonight i went to a ball game mm-hmm. like a local community ball game you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier you're in your house like you're not oh, doing yeah. anything like yeah it's, it's y'all are still
4: locked down so you're you're it's you still a, it's still advised yeah it's still advised that you you know social distance and it it's it's strange i think the the strangest thing for me about this has been sort of the opposite of that experience where like we have been I'm coming up on six months of working from home, like we haven't been I haven't been in the office in six months, and like the i g n office is one of my favorite places on the planet. like it's a weird idea for me to like the next time I go in there i I don't know when it'll be, but you know it it's it's strange to not be in the office and uh, it, i think the the weirdest thing about the weirdest experience I've had this year is just something simple like walking down the street and going to the grocery store or something and having to having those thoughts when you're passing people in the street, like, Oh, I, I have to stay this far away. I have to make sure that I'm doing, you know, these things because, um, yeah, you just, you don't want to get it. Yeah. And like even more so for me, I don't want to, I don't want to give it to somebody like, that's the thing for me. It's like, mm. my my girlfriend is, uh, she lives with a, a couple and one of them is immunocompromised and you know, f- we didn't see each other for like three months. Cause it was like, Hey, we can't hang out together until we figure out the best way to, you know, sort all this stuff out. So, yeah. yeah. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Uh, here, it's just like a free for all, man. <laughs> it's, I, I'm, I'm serious. It's like everybody for themselves. It's like yeah, the, the attitude of a lot of people around here is we got Trump and guns. And so uh, more power to it. It's crazy. Free
0: medical care up here in the great white North. <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
1: be uh, be honest, Justin. The other night, I, I like my. I had a serious moment with my wife where we we talked, and I was like, you know, um, might not be a bad idea for us to like consider forming. Like we have a plan. If our house catches on fire, this is how we get out. Uh, let's let's do that for America.
4: Right. Where are we going to go? Taking your house in a bug out bag. like
1: No, like like uh, like I'm just, I need Justin's address. That's where sure. we're going. Yeah. We're going to Canada.
0: So the uh, Mega Dads have already claimed my house also. And like this studio that I that I currently <laughs> record from is also a spare bedroom, also is my office. So NFL. I don't know if we have a lot of room, but four levels You're, wel- you're welcome to deal. show up.
1: Let me just say this. I'm a Nintendo dad and not a mega dad. Oh, uh, there you go. So, <laughs> so I like feel it. like that I get first dibs. Also, mm-hmm. my so, wife
0: is thinking about getting us a hot tub um just before the winter s- kicks off. So we may on. want to have a conversation. Text, how can, let's how get, can you pitch to help my, right my hot now. tub situation? That's what I need to know. I can I can help pay. There okay? you go. I like so, it. There you go. Your currency is <laughs> better I, than I, our you, dollar.
1: That's right. That's right. So anyway, uh here's a couple of questions from our community. Zach, this one's directed at you. Uh, and here's what it says. Well, I, don't, I don't think
2: everything it. in this section is towards it Zach. It is. And yes, then, that's yeah. correct. <laughs> yeah, they were that's like, right. we don't really care sense. about the other people, but All All let's right. just right. talk
1: to Zach. Uh, this is from Hazers. He says, I don't want to stir the pot, but I've always enjoyed you on NBC. I was so sad when you had to leave the show to work with Ubisoft, but glad you were moving on, but not away from the gaming industry. I was ecstatic when you made it back to NBC. All that to say, when Jose left, I knew that there would be a vacancy in host duties for the show. I don't want to play favorites, but your style of leading the conversation made me uh, peg for you to be the next host. And I was a little crestfallen that it didn't happen. No hate to Casey. Glad she's there and the resident Pokemon expert. But and finally, here's the question. Did you ever want to be the host of the show or was slash has your focus been on other things? Maybe making it difficult to be a host. Glad that two
4: of my favorite podcasts are doing the show together. Amazing. I. Yeah, I, I mean, I've hosted that show a lot, you know, and Brian's hosted that show a lot, and Pear's hosted that show a lot, and I think the the best part about NVC is that we all come to that host that hot seat with uh, a different Nintendo background and different, you know, a lot of similar loves, but like different areas of expertise. And, and gee, that like sounds that, familiar. I yeah, I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what makes NVC NVC, and um, you know, Casey. Uh, when we were sort of in this interim between, uh, Jose and then Philip and then, you know, there was this time between him and when Casey took over that we were all kind of taking turns hosting. And I think we all just sort of recognized like Casey's doing a kick ass job on the days, the weeks that she's hosting and she really wanted to do it. Like she wanted to lead the show and, and, uh, it's hard for, for somebody like, at the at the time, I was at a senior level. You know, I'm, I'm still at, I'm at a director level now, but at the time, I was at a senior level, and it's hard to dedicate the time that you need to plan a show like NBC because you, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, you need hours to to really get in there and make sure that all the news is prepped and all the B-roll is prepped and everything is ready to 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 rock and roll. And so, when she said that she wanted to do it, all of us sort of unanimously so were like, yeah, Casey's the best choice for this.
1: Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Uh, John asks. I know you're a longtime fan of the Zelda series, so mm-hmm. I ask you this: When Nintendo releases another 2D Zelda, would you rather have a remake of your choosing with a new art style or a brand new adventure? No, brand if new a adventure. Re- okay.
4: <laughs> yeah. Brand new adventure. All yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. Like so I loved, it- I loved Link Between Worlds, um, and I liked Link's Awakening enough, but like I would, I would, yeah, I would Absolutely. take the former over the latter for sure.
1: Okay. Yeah. Awesome! Like I, I sit with you on that too. Like I love going back to uh, to the link, uh, whatever. I'm sorry. Link Between Worlds. I just had a brain fart. Yeah, uh, yeah Link right. Between Worlds. I like I like going back to that mm-hmm. world from a link to the past, mm-hmm. and I love Link's Awakening. It's probably top three Zelda games for me. So
2: mm. at, at uh, some point, I'd like to see a remake of Adventure of Link, but I'd want to see a new 2D first. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so if you could get a remake, what kind of art style do you think?
4: Um, well, it's funny. Uh, we just mentioned Adventure of Link, which is a, a Zelda game that I didn't finish until probably like a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, I really like Adventure of Link, but I know it's sort of derided. I think that it would be cool to get a, a remake of Adventure of Link but make it in like a Nintendo 64 style, like like a sort of de-res, like very uh, blocky, you know, kind
2: um, of ocarina of time ish.
4: Yeah, sort of like that. Like even more so than that, though. Like make it look like the the original like ocarina of time test test footage, you know. So it's like a little little silly looking. Like I think that'd be really <laughs> cool. They'd never do it. Nobody would ever buy that. But I think that would be neat. Awesome.
1: Awesome. My pipe dream for 2D Zelda is Paper Zelda. Like, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like, just there's a video out there where somebody has made that, uh, just as, uh, for fun project and it looks amazing. That's I, really cool. Like, do all the Paper Nintendo. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Antonio asks this and it's funny you mentioned Pro, uh, Tony Hawk earlier and Spirit Fair kind of in the same breath. That's what his question's about. He says, Tony Hawk, Pro Skater one and two were huge influences on me as an early teenager, not just as a gamer, but as an angsty kid who wanted positive disruption. I owned the original on the 64, its sequel on the PS2, and burned the soundtracks of both titles more time than I'd like to admit. (laughs) So when it was announced, I got all the feels. Finally, this past weekend, I got to boot it up, and as soon as I heard the opening drums and guitar of Superman, I was transported to a place that wasn't 2020, and it felt like a big hug from one of the animals in Spirit Fair. It amazed me how the sounds of the game pulled me through time and immediately gave me the ability to manual grind and air walk over the gap. What an amazing remaster, am I right? My main question to you is this. How have game soundtracks impacted your tastes in games or life in general? And do you see any reason why the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remake can't make its way to the Switch?
4: Uh, yeah, Tony Hawk was uh, the big one for me too, soundtrack wise, you know, it, it happened at at a time when I was just starting to discover punk rock as it, as it was. And also around a time that I was just starting to get into skateboarding and I was always really terrible at skateboarding, but I got like pretty good at punk rock. So, (laughs) um, yeah, that was a pretty influential soundtrack to me as well in terms of like more orchestral soundtracks or, or kind of standard Video game soundtracks. I've never been one to like really go back and revisit soundtracks after a game, um, but I do think that that probably the other big standout to me uh, is Breath of the Wild. Just like how sparse it is in places and how soaring it is in others, really. Like I think that is like a phenomenal soundtrack, top to bottom. Mm. As, uh, and there was a second part to that question. I don't remember what it was. It then. was.
1: Do, do you see any reason why the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remake can't come to Switch? Oh
4: yeah, yeah. So. I'm pretty sure that it is coming to Switch. There was that, that data mine a while back. I think it was for the demo that found Switch controls, like schematics mm-hmm. for Switch controls. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that that will eventually see it on the Switch. Uh, I'm kind of surprised given the ubiquity of the original Tony Hawk that it's not on every platform as well, but.
0: You mentioned earlier, Zach, that one of the things you also do is, is play some music in a band, correct? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. does that, does, do you get like, sounds like music plays a really important part of your life in general. Mm -hmm. Has it always been that way?
4: Um, yeah, I started playing music when I was about, well, I started taking guitar lessons when I was 13. Uh, but I didn't really start playing music until I was probably like 16. And I've been in bands pretty much my whole life. Uh, and I've toured internationally. I've played festivals and stuff. Um, but more recently, you know, I've just done, like, local gigs with a local guy, and that's just as fun. So, yeah, yeah. music has always been, like, a pretty big deal for me.
0: How does how, – and I guess there's a follow-up question that a little bit is, like, how does – obviously, you know, you talked about COVID, being quarantined, right? I mean, I, we're going to call it the performer's itch,
4: yeah. right? How, Dude, how it sucks that? so much. Yeah, how is that? It so how,
0: how are you – like do you just like sit there in your living room and just jam as much as you or like or I guess maybe
4: maybe a studio or something small I don't know. Well so I play bass and like mm. it's the worst <laughs> instrument to jam with sure. like <laughs> nobody wants, like it's you know um yeah. but yeah this year it's it's such a bummer because I had would taken a couple years off of playing music and I wasn't in a band for a couple years just because I was just too busy with work and uh Last year, I you know I made it a point like okay before the end of the year I want to be in a band again I want to start playing music again like I want to make the time to do this and I had uh, picked up with uh, this old group that I played with my buddy Luke uh, he's a solo artist Luke Sweeney and and I toured with him before I started working at IGN and he just so happened to need a bass player and I knew half the songs already. So I started playing with him again and we did a couple of like short West coast tours early in the year that went really well. And then we had booked a bunch of shows with a couple of like opening for a couple of bigger bands in, you know, uh, in California and like a couple other shows and, uh, yeah, all that stuff went away and I'm so bummed that I don't get to play like any music this year. So yeah.
0: Have you ever, have you ever had a desire to kind of let those two worlds combined in some way of like doing doing a soundtrack or being part of a like no never a soundtrack for
4: no which, no no never kind of like, that's like, never crossed like, my mind like, Yeah. oh sure heard, yeah
2: yeah yeah never
0: like have
4: you
2: uh, ever heard of the band The of Erdrich? no no they're a band in Texas who do okay. does video game covers type yeah. of like re you know in uh, like a rock style cool yeah they're they're really good they're I first heard them when I was at e three nine years ago and uh yeah every i sometimes every once in a while i'll read i'll try to find like something they've recorded and just listen to it I'm like okay i remember that that's cool
4: that's cool yeah there's <laughs> a band out here called the proto men that do something similar they're like uh i have seen them bands. Yeah. in concert yeah they're cool good i've seen them stuff. stuff uh, different events.
1: uh Let's move on a couple more questions here. Uh, this is one we want to address from last week's show when we had Antonio on as our mm-hmm. Patreon producer. He talked about collecting the Lego Super Mario set uh, and blind bags. And this is from Jeff in Cleveland, Ohio. And he wants to know, how can I get in touch with uh, the Community Spotlight gentleman? Because he has some duplicates he
0: wants to trade. Yeah, Marty, and I've already put them in touch, actually. I've got them. I got them. That protected. is Spend fantastic.
1: Some- I just... I think that's it's really cool up. that our community is yeah. trying to help each other out. That's super uh, cool. But he did say here, and I, I just wanted to highlight here, it he said, want to compliment you on the discussion during Community Spotlight last week uh, that really hit home with Jesse talking about how time goes by so quickly and Marty mentioning how our kids want to bond over games and Tim adding thoughts. Uh, it made me want to reflect. And, you know, gentlemen, that was not the only person
4: mm-hmm. who
1: wrote in this week and talked about uh, the the parenting with Mario conversation or the parenting conver- uh, conversation in general, uh, shy guy talked about that as well. And so, guys, we hear you, and uh, we want you to know that uh, there is more content like that coming. Yeah. Uh, and just just like you know, like Justin said earlier when he was talking before the show with Zach about how we got together uh, and did all this. You know, it was kind of like, hey, you you're a parent and you like Nintendo, and we're doing this thing together. Why don't we have a podcast? And so, you know, we love to talk about games, but we love to talk about raising kids too, uh, and being yeah. dads,
0: and, it's a and just life, and, and just awesome. Thank you guys so much for that feedback. That it, you know yeah. As the point was, it was received a lot of people sent that message saying that conversation really kind of hit with them home um, and, and very connected. So thank you. And you know, there, we get the luxury in the show of sometimes having amazing conversations about video games and Nintendo stuff, like we are with Zach today. And there's other times we really get to sit in that pocket and really have some kind of deep hearted kind of coming, coming, coming to together moments to talk about the struggles as parents and as fathers and, and the world that we kind of live in nowadays. So um, yeah. thank you for being part of that community sports set as well.
1: So we're going to round out the show with this last question from Michael Mancher. And I love this because we started out by talking about Hyrule Warriors. Uh, he asks us this. Uh, hey, dads. What other Nintendo IP would you want to get a Warriors style game?
0: <laughs> can I say Tetris?
4: Tetris Warriors. <laughs> let's yep. see what those blocks are up to. <laughs>
0: right. Let's go. Let's go.
4: Okay. That's really you Tetris ninety nine. That's
0: what that is. Tetris ninety nine. You
2: can say Tetris. That's fine. Yep. Uh, anybody else want to weigh in on this one? I, uh, I don't know all the games I can think of. They've already done. So yeah. I, I have said it before. That Animal Crossing,
1: Animal Crossing and Wars. all of the all of the enemies are zombie gyroids. Animal Crossing, Night of the Living Gyroids. You're fighting hordes of those horrible <laughs> sound-making monsters. There you go. Tom Nook with an
3: axe. I would I would say Star Fox Warriors. The space version of Warriors game. So like That's a squadron cool. battle. Yes. Ooh. I like Final that.
2: Fantasy would be good. They have many characters to choose from there.
3: That
1: would just that would just be Fire Emblem all over again.
2: <laughs> Except with, um, I didn't say it was a good answer. That's fair. That's fair. That's <laughs> that's fair. I
0: appreciate that. That's fair. Uh, we did lead with Tetris as an answer. So I would have said Dragon Quest, right.
2: but they've already done two of them. That's, that's true. That's, that's true. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, guys, that is episode 296. If you wrote in and uh, gave us a comment or question, it wasn't on the show. We're going to get to it next week, but we want to be respectful of Zach's time. And Zach, we do want to thank you for being a mm-hmm. part of the show. Uh, come uh, on. That was fun. Evening. Thank
4: you for having me. That was awesome.
1: We really thank enjoyed you. it. We're big fans of MVC. We, you, you guys are doing a great job over there. Thank you. Uh, and we thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, as we close out, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers. That's Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, and Antonio Contronio. We thank you so much for being in at the producer level. And uh, we want to thank all of our patrons for their support. And if you want to be a patron like them, you can head over to patreon.com backslash nintendodads and join up. And we'll mention you on the show and you'll get lots of other cool things as well. A head- shout
3: out to Tanya, too, and she'll know why. But thank you, oh, Tanya. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That was pretty cool this week.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, we also, you can head over to our website. It's nintendodads.org for videos, tweets, podcast episodes, merch, all that good stuff. You can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-NDADS. That's 929 256 three, two, three, seven. And we want to say a big thanks to OC remix for the music and clips you throughout the show and remind you that if you can go to your podcast app of choice, leave us a review, a written review and some stars, some words will work just like yeah. some of you guys did uh, a few <laughs> weeks ago. Uh, and that helps people find us and, uh, anything under four or
0: five stars go somewhere else all right you can you can just leave that garbage somewhere else it's four to five and above that's all we do that's that's all we
1: do that's all we do uh and so for me for justin for tim for jesse and zach this has been episode 296 of nintendo dads thanks for listening we'll see you later bye-bye
0: bye
4: Right on, thank you guys so much.
0: Nintendo Dads.
1: We sound like the goddamn Nintendo Dads all of a sudden.